Just how quickly do you think the new Kia Carnival can transition from mass transit superstar to... Working-class hero. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. The buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's up there now, dude. Most people grossly underestimate the, frankly, preposterous protective proclivity of high-vis. Like, dude, if you're a fully qualified bogan, high-vis is roughly the same thing as Captain America's vibranium shield. No matter how hazardous your working environment, high-vis is gonna protect you. That's on every label. And you'll never need to worry about security credentials because HiViz gets you in anywhere. Plus, in HiViz, nobody will ever suspect you're actually on the dole. Like, it's up to you to take safety in your own fat cave seriously. Like, wear your HiViz today, dude. Nobody's gonna do it for you. In the immortal words of renowned social philosopher and biomechanics expert, Stormy Daniels, it's so big. <coughs> they could agree. In fact, in the context of appliances that detain us in modern life, the full-size domestic refrigerator would have to be among the least convenient things to move from A to B. And adding insult to injury on this, of course, it's pissing down today from time to time. That's an official determination from the Schittsville Bureau of Meteorology. Let us turn this frown upside down by turning this into the perfect opportunity to assess the refrigerator swallowing capacity of the modern Kia Carnival. Does it have what it takes to accommodate something so huge? Let's find out. <laughs> So, why did I even bother jamming a refrigerator into a Kia Carnival? And the point is versatility, because this is on the edge of the versatility envelope, right? And very few vehicles are in fact this versatile. And the fridge, in case you were wondering, 
is 1.75 metres tall by about 800 wide and 700 deep. It's right on the edge of the pain in the arse family transport logistics spectrum. Of all the things, you know, fridges are the biggest bastards to move for ordinary people, without vans and without utes and all of that stuff. And the carnival just did it so easy. Like, I did jam that fridge in as deep as it would go from the rear, and the carnival just looked back over its shoulder at me, metaphorically, and it said, Dude, is that all you've got? And I hate that. The point is... People with families and busy lives and conflicting transport priorities, they generally talk themselves into buying SUVs, don't they? And the only problem with that is most of those people are going to be better off with a Kia Carnival. It's that simple. And it's the same kind of monetary spend, right? Like, okay, if you really need all-wheel drive and you want to do some camping, okay, get yourself an SUV. But in reality, you can take the family camping Plenty of places in a Kia Carnival. I guess if you really want to engage low range and stake your claim on Dingo Piss Creek like a proud Shitsvillian deep in the outback, you're going to need a hardcore four-wheel drive for that, like a Pajero Sport or a Land Cruiser, Ford Everest, whatever, something like that. But let's not delude ourselves with these adventurous plans if all they are are aspirational pipe dreams. Because if that's all they are, you are going to be better off in a carnival. And so many people are like that. They go, honey, one of these days, dingo piss creek. <laughs> and the little woman looks back and goes, over my dead body. The carnival you saw doing the whole Jonah bit with the fridge was the V6 petrol platinum, okay? And it is like fully loaded. And it's not cheap at about 68,000 bucks, but I would frankly drop the extra two grand on the whole acquisition and drive away in the diesel. I'm funny like that. The diesel is just better value in my universe. It's more relaxed and less thirsty, and you don't need to boot it that hard to get better performance in normal driving situations. And if you've got 68 grand to spend on a conveyance, you can probably find 70 grand if there's a sufficiently good reason. And with the diesel, it is a sufficiently good reason. I've got this kind of quaint philosophy about these media evaluation vehicles. They're supposed to have a hard life, right? Because there's no point testing one as if it's your very own new baby or something. But at the same time, it's kind of not okay to ruin one arbitrarily just because it's not yours and you do this stuff all the time and you get to give it back. So my acid test is, would you actually do whatever in extremis with that vehicle if it were your own? And yeah, dude, I would jam that big throbbing fridge deep inside my own carnival, no problem. And like you just saw, I used protection, which is always prudent. But I'll have you know, that carnival recovered fully, and afterwards, nobody was ever going to know that it had had a fridge quite that big, quite that deep inside it, albeit briefly. It was just going to be our little secret. Certainly, the dudes at Kia were never going to know, except that I did kind of tweet and otherwise post the shit out of doing it when I did it on location. And Kia's senior executive, Dudette of PR, named Alison, commented that she was oddly impressed that I took more trouble protecting the carnival than my own two feet. So there's that. Clearly, 
she does not understand the universal protective properties of high-vis. A lot of people are like that. And I get it that this is A, not a delivery van, and B, a reasonably expensive thing. But if you're out there shopping and the platinum is too rich for you, there is always the SLI, which is hardly poverty, and it's going to save you about eight grand. With Carnival, you essentially get eight seats for the price of a seven-seat SUV-ish, and the access for passengers is phenomenally better than it is with the SUV, thanks in part to those two massive sliding doors. And if you need only seven seats, the middle seat of row two unclips and you can store that somewhere in your very own fat cave. And when you do that, it means you can walk through to row three, which is kind of a big deal if you've got two child restraints in row two installed for the sprogs and you are on your way to collect their septuagenarian grandparents so all three generations of you can argue on the way to lunch somewhere scenic and all the way back. Hopefully with a proper two-year-old child tantrum on the way back and possibly also a vomit if you get really lucky. If you want to do this in a seven-seat SUV, the walk-through thing, not the argument and the tantrum and the vomit, grandma and grandpa will either have to do the whole SEAL Team 6 bit and hurdle themselves past row two, or you get to work up a sweat removing and refitting those kitty seats every time everyone gets in or out, in the pouring rain, most probably. I suppose you can also walk through to row three inside a seven-seat Hyundai Palisade, but it's going to cost you about 3000 bucks more, and it's kind of ugly, and you have to tick the box for the seven seats if you want to do this in a Palisade. You can't ever fit eight people on board if you do that, and if you tick the box for eight seats, you can't ever walk through just because Palisade lacks carnivals. Now you see it, now you don't kind of trick with the center seat in row two. With a Palisade, you get either seven seats or eight, and you have to pick one or the other, right? With a carnival, you get both options available to you every day of the week, ending in Y. So that's kind of nice and very versatile. Carnival is more configurable and it tows two tons as well. That's the maximum tow capacity. And this represents a huge range of capability. Like Carnival is luxury transport for up to eight people. And then you just flick a few levers and then it becomes luxury transport for you, a Ming Mole and a rather large refrigerator, which doesn't sound like an altogether bad plan now that I think about it. And you can whip a sizable trailer out the back as well. So if you've got a boat or a van or a two-ton box trailer like I've got out the front for moving heavy crap between fat caves, it's all doable in one carnival, right? You don't need four vehicles to do four different jobs or something. You can easily fit something long like a door from Bunnings inside a Kia Carnival in the pissing down rain. And you'll still have four or five seats available or you can fit something bulky like a washing machine with three or four Ming moles to help you install it when you get wherever the hell it is that you are going with them. Carnival is a versatile slice of people moving paradise. Except in the domain of perception because SUVs have all the sex appeal. Whereas people movers have all the sex appeal of a discount frigging vasectomy. So there's that. Although kids love it, the carnival. If you're two years old, right, a carnival is an adventure 
playground. Isn't that funny? Senior executive dudes at Kia are quite aware of this perception challenge, and that's why they're calling Carnival a, quote, grand utility vehicle, which is literally true, so I'll give them that. But to a lot of people, it's still just going to scream discount snip. <laughs> to me, this is the real tragedy of Kia Carnival, right? It, it really is tragic. It's the best option for a great many SUV buyers, but it's located over there in Sideshow Alley. And don't get me wrong, okay, Carnival smashes the other people movers in the segment, right? It's the top seller by a margin that you can see from space among people movers. Odyssey is number two, and it's so dated it's not funny, and Carnival outsells Odyssey almost four for one. And IMAX is number three of the people movers you would actually buy, but it's kind of old and Carnival knees it in the nuts by almost six to one. LDV actually outsells the IMAX with its G10 van people mover thing, but frankly, you are a Muppet if you buy that G10 because it just crashes badly. Marginal protection officially for the driver and front passenger for the chest and thighs in the offset frontal crash test. How are you going to take care of all of those kids in that condition, right? Marginal protection is actually an engineering euphemism for the risk of dying, screaming in agony before you succumb to hypovolemic shock at the roadside, okay? That's what we're talking about here and I think we can all agree that's bad. As impressive as carnival sales are, though, in the People Mover segment, it just kind of gets crapped on. Eclipsed might be a more dignified term, but it just gets crapped on by, among others, Prado, Kluger, Outback, Pajero, Sport, CX-9, Sorento, MUX, Everest, and Santa Fe, because, hey, in an SUV, you can still tell yourself, baby, I've still got it. Pro tip, you don't. Neither do I. You just have to accept it and move on. In Carnival, there's a massive 12.3-inch infotainment touchscreen on SLI and Platinum model grades. That's back to a screen of 8 inches on the Poverty Pack, however. And on the Platinum, right, which I drove for a week, the presentation overall is pretty damn premium throughout. Like, there's power and USB and air vents everywhere. All that good crap, in other words, which prevents the kids from alleging that you've put them in the transportation equivalent of Abu Ghraib or something. There's a couple of quirks though, like no automatic wipers, which I think is a COVID-type supply logistics issue for Carnival. No vehicle's perfect, okay? So good luck if you're on the hunt for that, that quest for the unicorn. You know, a lot of people are on the hunt for that one automotively, and it's always so damn disappointing. Ride and handling in a Carnival, right? Very good for a vehicle this size with this kind of broad intent. I really don't think it's a good idea to go for the lap record with a full-sized refrigerator on board, but hey, perhaps I'm finally losing my touch. But Carnival is pretty satisfying to drive overall in the context of the kind of vehicle it's meant to be. This is largely a part of their local tuning program, which Kia Schittsville imposes on all of its cars here. And in short, Australia has a bad combination of very, very picky drivers, at least some of them, when it comes to things like ride and handling, and, of course, fairly crap roads. Up north, right, it's pretty different, just under the 38th parallel. The main roads tend to be significantly better, and the drivers tend to be a lot more tolerant of 
dynamic mediocrity. So the local wizard here is retained routinely to whip out his wand and scare all of the new models into a profound state of refinement and compliance, which is always rather nice. At the press conference, actually, they did let it slip that the steering had not been retuned in this way, which would generally be a normal part of the process, okay? Like the tyres, the springs, the dampers, the bushes, all the bouncy and rotatey stuff has been tuned to Schittsville spec, but COVID meant that it was impossible to get the right Namyang dude onto a plane with his laptop to plug in and remap the steering in response to the suspension tweaks that they perform here. So there's that. The upshot of that, though, is that I could not identify any salient sort of steering deficiency that warrants some kind of significant correction, at least not in normal driving. And I did try to be hypersensitive to that because of that admission at the press conference about not having been able to retune it, okay? But Carnival, at least in my estimation, tracks very well on the highway. It doesn't tramline, it turns where you tell it to, when you tell it to, and it feels more or less benign to drive in the suburbs. At least that's how it felt to me. Props to them for fessing up about not tweaking the steering, but I really don't think the steering warrants any sort of serious remedial engineering action, frankly. And finally, before I let you go, the burning issue of size. And does it really matter? So many people, they do all of this enthusiastic breeding. Not so sure there's a plan. They just pump out kids like it's some kind of extreme sport. And then they discover, like, light bulb moment. Gully gee, Jim Bob! The Corolla, Mazda 3, Serato or i30 we're attempting to cram ourselves into just doesn't seem to be cutting it anymore. Might this be related to the six children we've just committed to the future gene pool? Hmm, let's have a think about that. And then, of course, such people find themselves beside themselves, which is a neat trick, that a carnival might be too big, right? That's a risk, isn't it? Or even worse, and it's always a dude who says this by email to me, too big for the quote-unquote little woman. Is that car too big? The little woman. Pro tip on that last one, dude. It's the 21st century. And I note Sigourney Weaver kicked Alien's ass so credibly back in 1979 and subsequently so that a woman can drive a people mover with complete frigging impunity today. She did. Captain Marvell and Wonder Woman, they both confirmed that recently too, I note. Sales of lawnmowers and ladders to women have surged. I'm all for it, that equality, those lawnmowers in particular. There's even a new brand of workwear called Trady Lady. Yes! You can't stop the music, dude. Nobody can stop the friggin' music. And furthermore, I would opine that a carnival is just shy of half a metre longer than a Mazda 3 sedan. That's kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? Most of this it's-so-big speculation is entirely... Fictional. It's just a product of random thoughts without facts. Carnival is, in fact, 49.5 centimetres longer than a Mazda 3 sedan, which is what? About that much longer. Most people would go, oh, it's about well, next postcode longer or something. But it's really just 19 and a half inches in the old money, okay? If you look up the actual sizes in the specifications.
So, dude, if you can't adapt up, I'd suggest, or the little woman, if either of you can't adapt up to a vehicle which is half a metre longer than the car you're currently driving, I would further opine that there's a special place reserved for your driver's licence. And that place would be inside the nearest shredder. Look, certainly a carnival is going to feel different to drive when you're out there test driving it from the dealership, but you are likely to be making a mountain out of a molehill on this, okay? You really are. It's not insurmountable. In fact, in a week's time, it's just going to feel like your normal family car. It's really not the same thing as driving a B-double through the inner city. Like, it's just not, okay? Kia has done a blinder of a job building a better mousetrap this time around with this latest generation of Carnival. Despite COVID, it's a real step up from its predecessor, which was also excellent before being let go out to pasture. This Carnival is the best, not exactly an SUV, that a heap more SUV buyers, perhaps like you, should actually buy. But hey, let's be realistic, probably won't. 